This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. Today marks the beginning of Roe versus Wade. It was evil law that killed children until the last moment of birth. And you know what? It was canceled last year by the grace of the living God. I've been listening to the prophet Ezekiel, how they used to bring their men, young children, through the fire to the God of Moloch and kill them. That's what they're doing at Planned Parenthood today. They're killing our children, and we need to pray that that stops in Massachusetts. The children that are being conceived are being killed. I remember being out there, and there was a man with uh, things to do with medical things. I said to him, what you have is arms and legs and eyes and heads. It's not medical. It's killing. And you know what? That's what we do in Planned Parenthood in Boston. We kill children. It's a wonderful thing that we had the March for Life and all that prayer went up to God. Now we need to go to the abortion mills and pray there because when we pray, it stops people from going in. I'm reading from John 6. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias, by the ruler. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick, Dr. Jesus, the signs he was doing for the sick. These are the signs that we are doing. These are the signs that God called you to do, the signs for the sick, to make them better. It's so important to pray for the sick. Dr. Jesus was on the mountain, and they kept coming because they were in need of a physician, a healing physician. And he only spoke the word, and they were healed. What about us? We have that same power. It was given to us at the cross. It was given to us at Pentecost to lay hands upon the sick, and they shall be healed. And you know what? Not many people are doing it. Are you doing it? That's what you're called to do, to lay hands upon the sick like Dr. Jesus and give the credit all to God. This is the stuff that brings people to the, the Christ. I told you of the man from Gloucester that was healed of cancer, and he still is healed. This is only through prayer, only through prayer. Only through prayer. The kingdom of God is always about life. The kingdom of Satan is always about death. When, it, when great multitudes were following Jesus because they saw the power of God displayed through him, they, were, they saw people being healed. Not only praying and, wa and miracles and watching the power of God displayed heals the people, but it's a tool for evangelization. Everyone is looking for that power of heaven.
Everyone's looking for it. And when the power isn't displayed, they look in other places. But if we start doing what Jesus tells us to do and believing as Jesus tells us to believe and laying hands on the sick and watching God do miracles and watching God do signs and watching God fill people with the power of the Holy Spirit, then evangelism will be easy. Because everyone has a space in their heart where they're trying to encounter God, trying to encounter his power, trying to encounter his love. But we need to step out in faith and watch Jesus do the rest. Dr. Jesus, he's wonderful. He's still in the healing business. We need to preach that. It's not only salvation, but a salvation through healing. Because as people are healed... They turn to the Father. As people are healed, they turn to Jesus. We have a young woman, Heather, who walked out of a wheelchair, and her witness touches many. Why? Because God healed her. She was in a wheelchair for over a year, and now she's out of the wheelchair. We need to see these things. These are the things that Jesus promised that we would do because he was going to the Father. He promised that we would do these things and greater still because he was going to the Father. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. We remember that from Exodus. When he looked up, he saw large crowds coming toward him Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. (laughs) Philip answered him, Six months' wages wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, I love Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Do you have two barley loaves, five barley loaves and two fish? The little that you have that you give to Jesus is multiplied. It's a call. God multiplies. He doesn't divide. But you've got to give him what you have. You say that I don't have much. Well, the little boy didn't have much either. But Jesus blessed the food, looked up to heaven, was Eucharistic, and he distributed among the people. This is what we need to do. We need to see multiplication. I remember in Juarez, Texas, they went to feed the people in the dump. They only had a couple of chickens, but the chickens lasted for all the people. God multiplied the chickens so that everybody got some. You say, but that doesn't happen today. It does. When we give Jesus our little, he multiplies it. What little do you give Jesus? What little do I give Jesus? I want to give him everything so that he can multiply it. You might say, I don't feel it. You don't have to feel it. You have to do it. You have to do it. Love is something you do. 
It's not something you feel. Give Jesus over your barley loaves and your fish and see what he can do with it. He will multiply it. He will multiply it. He will multiply it. It doesn't matter. It's not about if you have a lot or a little. It's about giving Jesus everything. It's about giving him everything you have and being grateful. He just says in the scripture that he asked Philip, but he said this to test them. And he asked them, how are we going to eat to test them? You know, Jesus always gives us a test. There's always a test in the spiritual life. Adam and Eve had to pass a test all the way through the Bible. And why does God test us? He tests us to make sure we are ready for promotion. God tests us with the little that we have to make sure we can be ready for the greater gifts of God. He tests us, give me your money so that I can trust you with the anointing. Give me your time in prayer so I can trust you with the power of God on my life. Give me your trust so that I can fill you with my glory. You know, God is a loving God. And the reason, there's always a test in the kingdom and there's more and more tests. And as you pass the test and as we do things God's way, we get God's results. When we do things God's way, we get God-like results. God wants us to do things His way, not our way. You might say, I've reached the point that I need multiplication of my finances. God knows. God knows that. Then be generous. But I don't have enough for myself. Be generous. Give to God and watch it increase, pressed down, shaken together, running over into the folds of your cloak. Give to God and watch him multiply. God is a multiplier and he does multiply. It's not enough for us to say, well, Lord, I tithe, then give offerings also. God multiplies, he doesn't divide. And you need to know that this is for you. If God cannot trust us with green pieces of paper with dead president's pictures on it, he can't trust us with people. We serve a God of abundance. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. You know, we can't, we can't make the power in heaven run out. Jesus knows exactly what you need, but he wants you to have a, he doesn't want you to walk in a spirit of lack because in the kingdom of God, nothing is lacking. The power of God is never lacking. The love of God, the provision of God, everything in the kingdom of God is full. And God wants you to be full, full of life, full of joy, full of peace, full of provision, full of the glory, full of the anointing. Jesus wants to see you live a life and life alive, be fully alive in the power of the Holy Spirit. But there's things that block us from receiving the provision of heaven. And as we sow and as we give into the kingdom, then those blockages get torn down. I know because it happened in my life. I didn't live with a 
I lived in a little lack where I didn't think, where I think I had to do things on my own. When we have fear over our money or fear over anything in our life, we have fear because we're relying upon ourselves. But when we have trust, it's because we're relying fully upon God. Fear means we're relying on ourselves. Trust means we're relying only upon God. And St. Faustina said, trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So if we need more grace, we need to just trust in the Lord always. Because it's not about what's going on in the exterior. It's what's going on in the interior of ourselves. And our life reflects what's happening on the inside. But when our insides are filled with trust and love and the provision of God, then our whole life is going to reflect it and it's going to manifest it. There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 men in all, not counting the women and children. 5,000 men not counting the women and children. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, sounds like Eucharist, he distributed them to those who were seated, also the fish, as much as they wanted. In other words, they didn't get a little, they got as much as they wanted. God multiplies. Hallelujah. It says, and when it says, Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. Jesus, he didn't even pray for an increase. All he did is give thanks. Over the five loaves and two fish, he made them sufficient to feed all the people. You know, what released the miracle? Giving thanks. To God, what releases abundance in our life and provision? Giving thanks to God. God already knows what we need, but are we thanking Him? Giving thanks to the Lord, praising God, it's a weapon and it breaks open heaven over the Lord. When we give thanksgiving to God for what He has given to us, all that we have will increase. God always gives us the increase to meet our need. That's the thing, too. Sometimes that we just need our need to increase because God is going to meet our need and he's going to give us what we want, what we need. So sometimes we need to dream bigger. We need to let God operate in our life through a bigger way. We need to grow our needs so God can meet it. We want to give thanks. All Jesus did was look to heaven and give thanks to the Father and the Father provided. Today, are you looking to the Father? And giving thanks for all he has given to you so he can provide what you need. We can ne God can never increase us until we're grateful for what we have. That is the test. We can never be increased until we're grateful for where we are and what we have. And when God sees that gratefulness in us, he understands that we're ready to receive more from the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father, for all that you do. Thank you, Father, for the increase. Thank you, Father, for taking care of your children. 
Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the cross. Thank you, Father, for the blood. Thank you, Father, for his death for us. Thank you, Father, for the resurrection. Thank you, Father, for the Pentecost. Oh, how we need the Pentecost. How we need that God would fill us with the Holy Spirit. And the word says, when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so nothing may be lost. What was left over? So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of five barley loaves left of those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Listen to this. When Jesus realized that they were to come and take him by force to make him a king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. The temptation. They want to make him king after they've eaten their fill. They want to make him a king. And Jesus goes to the mountains. What do you think he's doing in the mountains? He's praying. He's emptying himself before the Father. He's thanking the Father for what he just did with the multiplication of the fish and loaves. It's so important that Jesus runs to the mountain. He knows it was not to be a king, but it was to be on a cross that he would save his people. Not on a throne, but on a cross. And we are grateful for that. Without the cross, there is no salvation. Without the cross, there is no healing. Without the cross, there is no deliverance. Jesus came to, on a mission to do the Father's will. He came on a mission to save us and save every part of what was lost. We can be tempted by people of the world, good-intentioned people, to swerve off of what the Father created us to do, to not be what the Father created us to be. The Father created us to praise Him, worship Him, and bring heaven onto this earth. To live, we need to die to ourselves. God loves the smell of death because we need to die so that God within us can live. We need to make our life a sacrifice to God, a living sacrifice. We are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. You are the tabernacle of the Holy Spirit. You, make, you need to make a dwelling place for God within you, a place where God wants to dwell, which is filled with love, peace, and thanksgiving. You know, the Lord says, whatever you need to increase in your life, start thanking me for it. Whatever you want to grow, thank me. Thank me for it. Thank me. Because as you thank me for that grace, it opens the floodgates for me to be able to pour more and more and more into you. I desire for you to have life and life abundantly. I desire for you to live your life on full. I don't want the gas, the Lord doesn't want the gas tank to be empty, even half full. He wants you to be brimming over with premium gasoline, that you're, that you're just filled with life and the fire and the power of God and the kingdom of God. 
that you let God empty you so he can fill you today. Lord, we pray right now for release of the glory of God, that the fire of God comes and baptizes everyone, that refining fire, Lord, which empties us out from our ways, our desires, our wants, and fills them with heaven's desires. Do today, do things God's way to get God-like results. The spirit realm is built on principles. Those who sow sparingly will reap sparingly. Those who sow mightily will reap mightily. Jesus went to the mountain by himself. Verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. They got into a boat and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. He's on the mountain. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. It is I, do not be afraid. Fear is useless, just trust Jesus. Fear is useless, just trust Jesus. It is I, do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached toward which they were going to Capernaum. It's another miracle. It's another miracle. You know, the water, the turbulent water, talked about chaos. Jesus walks upon chaos. He brings peace out of chaos. He wants to bring peace out of your chaos. That's what happened when he walked on the water because the water is chaos. They didn't know what was underneath the water. Jesus wants to bring peace out of your chaos. But you have to let him. You need to let him and say, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I consecrate myself to you. Lord, I give you myself. Bring peace out of the chaos that I'm going through. Help me not to quit. Help me to continue. Help me to continue because the waves are high, just like with the disciples. But Jesus calmed the waves. Jesus calmed the sea. Jesus came into the boat. And when he was into the boat, they were brought back to Capernaum. It was another miracle, a miracle of Christ's presence. Lord, we fuse every, everyone listening into your divine will. Father, we fuse our will with you. Jesus, we fuse our intellect into your intellect. Holy Spirit, we fuse our memory and consecrate our memory to your memory. Father, pour out your power. Jesus, pour out your wisdom. Holy Spirit, pour out your love. Release heaven upon everyone listening today. Break every chain, Lord. The way chains are broken is only one way. Surrender through consecration. Even deliverance, it's not an experience with power, it's an experience with truth. The more we know truth, the more we have freedom. You know, the more 
if we want to work miracles, if we want to do the acts that Jesus created you to do, it's about revelation. We need revelation of God's love, revelation of God's gifts, revelation of why you were created, God created you, to do things as God teaches us to do them so we can be what God created us to be upon this earth. God has such a plan for you. If you knew how important you were to the Lord, you would never have one worry in your life. You would have total faith and abandonment to God and His will. Lord, we pray that that revelation knowledge falls upon everyone listening. Ephesians talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Those are the two things we need to know to walk in the inheritance that Jesus gave us when he unlocked every gifting on the cross from the Father. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Persevere, 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 and believe. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. In season and out of season. Oh.